Charting a course for sustainable space, this is Space to Grow, an Astro Scale and Market Scale podcast with your hosts, Chris Blackerby and Charity Whedon. Hey everyone, welcome to Space to Grow, a podcast focused on what it will take to see the new space economy thrive. I'm Chris Blackerby, the COO of Astroscale, and I'm here as always with Charity Whedon. Hey, Charity. Hey, hey, Chris. And Charity, as we know, is a vice president of space policy uh, for Astroscale based in D.C. So, uh, Charity, we're talking about what it takes to make the space economy thrive, policy, technology. But there's this little thing I'm thinking about. What is it that we need to make all that work? Can't Oh, um, maybe. Oh, uh, oh, money. Oh, yeah. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. Minor issue. We need money. We need money. Um, Space is expensive, isn't it? Crazy capex. Crazy opex. Uh, the amount that goes into it is incredible. Um, I was actually I was watching uh, Silicon Valley, the um, the TV show. Do you watch that at all? Mm-hmm. And no, I don't. It's a great show, by the way, especially when you're talking about startup and and fundraising. And they're talking about getting like funding of a couple million is is a big deal, and that is a big deal in um, in a lot of in a lot of industries, but in space, I mean that's 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 a launch, <laughs> not a lot more than that. Yeah. So the money it takes to uh, to get going. Uh, it's just, uh, obviously it's essential and you just need so much of it in the space industry. So you need a pro yes. on this podcast to tell us how to raise that money. And Who would that be? Yeah. And so Who should we get? Yeah, luckily we have one of the best and not just saying that because, uh, we talk to him every day, but, uh, Nobu Okada, the, uh, CEO and founder of Astroscale, our company is going to join us to talk about what it takes to raise the capital, uh, in an industry like space. Uh, so it's a it's a really cool interview. We just we just finished it up, and we dive into a variety of things from uh, from his his founding story and what it took for him to raise money to uh, issues on uh, space movies like uh, Space Camp and Armageddon, um, and some maybe inaccurate information charity on Space Camp. But we'll talk about that later. I'll have to live with that one. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, so this is, this is, a you know, part of our series as we're looking at these big picture issues on what it takes to make the economy work in space, uh, is, is this funding and it's even, even before customer development, I mean, in, in tandem with customer development, but this is a separate type of conversation on, on getting the financing. So, um, any other thoughts on the interview charity before we turn it over to that? Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us, everybody, and uh, enjoy this this great conversation with Nobu Okada, founder and CEO of Astroscale. Hey, everyone. So uh, today we are pleased to have a special guest on hand to talk about the topic that makes the world go round. Not love, but yeah, love, but money more. I guess love of money, love of business. So we're talking about raising capital. You know, we've... Uh, we all talk about the technologies and the policies that that drive the space business forward, but it all starts with the capital. Uh, and raising money in any time is is tough, especially during this pandemic. And we have a great guest today, Charity and uh, my uh, boss, the founder and CEO of Astroscale, Nobu Okada. Nobu, welcome. Hello, everybody, and thank you, Charity uh, Chris, for inviting me on this kind of a great podcast. Thank you. He- yeah, it's great to have you. Nobu, um, the quick, uh, quick background on Nobu. He, uh, started his career at the Ministry of Finance here in Japan. 
Uh, and after getting an MBA at Purdue in the U.S., he spent some time at McKinsey as a consultant. Um, he worked for a couple of IT startups leading to successful IPO. And then in 2013, he started Astroscale. So a very uh, varied career uh, for Nobu, which is different than I think a traditional Japanese career would stay in the same job for a long time. You've you've you you just can't keep a job. I think Nobu, you just have to keep starting something new. <laughs> uh, my my career looks like uh, inconsistent. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Nobu, welcome to Space to Grow. We are so glad to have you here to discuss the issue of space policy, but also space development and the finances around it. So, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, Nobu, Charity, let's let's pretend that this is this is not you know the head of our company, but just another guy who's raised a couple hundred million dollars. No right? big just, deal. Just, no. Okay, no big deal. Just another dude. All right, good. Um, so, uh, Nova, let's uh, let's kick it off here. So, let's start at the beginning. I mean, how did you uh, how did you get interested in space in the first place? I've heard this story before, but I want I want our listeners to hear um, what brought you into the industry. Like like, how did you get interested in it? What's the what's the foundation story of of Astroscale? Uh, thanks for asking a million dollar question. So. Um, when I was 15, I went to America and joined the space camp program. And then that, that gave, gave me a kind of passion for space. And then until that time, I was just a village boy. But uh, after that, I, 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 I feel like NASA engineers and there were a couple of astronauts there. And then they were just role models, how cool they are. So after our meeting with them, um, I seriously are studied hard uh, since then. So that space camp changed much into my life. But uh, I also heard uh, those people told me, "Hey, Nobu, there's no astronaut job. I mean, so to become an astronaut, you should learn something else. Like an uh, Air Force pilot can become astronaut. Physician can become an astronaut. So, but." Uh, you, you, so you have to learn something major, different one. So um, since then, I totally forgot uh, about space and I, I had a very winding way as Chris mentioned. And then, but uh, before turning to 40, um, I, I, no, let me stop here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I, can, I can talk forever. I can talk forever. <laughs> no, I, I, want, right. I want you to stop there, Nova, because you and I went to space camp around the same time i was in really? 1991 yes july 91 when did you go 1988 so okay three so years a few senior. years <laughs> so i have a question for you because this is right. like stuck in my memory how did you handle the heat of alabama oh yeah i for was this there yeah was it in the summer yeah, yeah. summer yeah in all times I, I totally forgot, but you know, within the building, it was you know the, the chi, chi, chili air con chili uh, <laughs> yeah, air, con air con so chilly cold, right? I yeah. remember that. So this is America, you know. The on the right hand, that our uh, instructor had a big cup of the coke on the right hand, and uh, he had a big binder on the left hand. Oh, this is America. <laughs> and a big hamburger That's, in front of him, the, and, uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and the, I, you know, at the lunch, you know, we had a burgers, but uh, they they use ketchups, ketchups for uh, the potatoes. This is <laughs> really, really un 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 unbelievable. 
So <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, and so what were you assigned? What position? Pilot, uh, mission specialist? What, do, do you remember? Yeah. Wow, that, that these words reminds me of my days in uh, Alabama. So uh, I was a uh, uh, operation director. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So um, then, do you remember when we we use um. A control center and uh, as a team, and then yes, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> the space shuttle launch is a, a kind of virtually launch, but uh, we we hear the heard the the kind of sound, and then it looks like re- real, right? It looked like real, and then and then uh, the space shuttle um, got anomaly in space, and then uh, we had to choose what what we should do, and then all of a sudden other team members shouted at each other. We are connected by um, uh, kind of a, a headphones and then shouting at each other. They are talking about what we should do and what we should do. But I couldn't, I couldn't understand anything because they are speaking so quickly in English. So, wow. <laughs> but I had to push the button. So uh, from ABC and it's my, it's my role. And then I randomly pushed the button and it was right answer. So, it was the right button. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so were there, were there many other uh, international yeah, people that went? Yeah, yeah there were. The, uh, they, it was very international uh, groups. Yeah. What were you, Charity? I was a mission specialist, and I remember that that same scenario, Nobu. But I was mm. in the shuttle. Yeah. And yeah. I was right. taken aside by one of the counselors, saying, "Pretend you have diabetes." <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell anyone and they'll have to guess like what your medical condition is and i had to just faint and just lay there limp and they had to figure it out it was and it was it was interesting i guess say it was a good time very yeah. very cool well so let's we continue our space camp podcast <laughs> as we talk about, oh sorry um <laughs> that's so cool you guys both went did you guys see the movie space camp by the way of course i did Mid-light, back Mid-light, in the 80s yeah, yeah. Was Meg Ryan in that? Yeah, right. Wow, that was what uh, Elizabeth Shue. Sorry, no, was Elizabeth Shue really? I, I was like the yeah. early mid eighties, right? When they, they the shuttle launched with all the kids on it. Nineteen eighty six in the summer. So mm-hmm. think about Charity's it. Charity's doing real time research. Kids, all the kids watched <laughs> the Challenger blow up, and then that six months later, movie this amazing out. movie comes out, and it still continues to spark the imagination of kids to get into space including Nobu, myself, and many, many others, I imagine. I have to watch that movie again. I haven't, yeah, haven't seen it in so it long. Kids. I haven't shown my kids that yet. So yeah. Sorry. Anyway, what, what, I, we may, digress, yeah. I know. Yeah, Meg Ryan is so, totally wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. She was in well, many when, movies. When we have Meg Ryan on the podcast later, we'll discuss this with her. <laughs> um, so uh, moving on on this one. So we, uh, we talk about Space Camp, and obviously that – uh, played a big role in, in inspiring you, but but you were just about to actually say how you how you got back into it. Like you you went off, you worked for uh, Ministry of Finance, McKinsey, uh, IT. Why did you Why did you want to start Astroscale? So before turning to forty, I I went into a midlife crisis and I was at a loss, and I was wondering what should I do during my forties. And then I, I respect several people in history. And then these guys did something amazing during 40s. But uh, I even didn't know what should I do. And then so I was at a loss. And then uh, all of a sudden. You could have just bought a car, Nobu. Was that midlife crises? People buy a new car. Buy a sports car. Buy a sports car. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was not affordable at that time. <laughs> um, the the yeah, and then uh, I all of a sudden remember, oh, space ignited passion in my mind twenty five years ago, and then and then I I it might be space industry uh, where I should devote myself, and then I attended a couple of space conferences um, while running IT company, and then to see. What are the hot? What were the hot topics? It it might be um, moon exploration, new rocket, or whatever. But uh, I found the space debris issue was a hot topic, and then and then there was um, uh, a kind of a conference in in Germany called European Conference on Space Debris uh, in twenty thirteen April, and and then I attended there to see. What's really going on about space debris issue? And there were more than four hundred specialists there, but I found nobody had a clue, nobody had a solution. And then all it was a four day long um, a conference, but I, I I I think I watched all the presentations, but the presentations were all about uh, research, simulation, and concept. Those there were no actions. So that. That that kind of a you know that was the day of my end of midlife crisis. I decided to clean up space by myself. Just, that's the beginning just, of story. And that's and I, I actually this is it, it's so telling about I think Nobu's character, and we have to have a good insight. You went in April two thousand thirteen, right. April, and tell us when the company was founded. Uh, May fourth. Of 2013, yeah, right? <laughs> so less than a month a man later. With a purpose, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. More precisely, the the conference was from April 22nd to 25th. So a week later. Yeah, kind so of like a later. week or two right. later, you're like, boom! Here's a company that's going to fix this issue. That's right. Wow. <laughs> and and on May 8th, I visited. So four days after foundation, I visited SpaceX and then asked them to show hold the factory. <laughs> to see what a, what a, what a, what a, what what the factory would look like in space, so it is a very quick turn. That's quick, that's quick. But quick action is is so it's so great. I mean, that's uh, that's one thing that I think you've uh, you've really brought to the. So in terms of um, your work then outside the sector, Nobu, um, how do you think? Those lessons from working at finance, McKinsey, IT startups, how do they apply to what you're doing now? I mean, you had that long, successful, varied career, and then to come into the space industry, how did that help you get started and scale up to what we're doing now at Astroscale? Mm, I, 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 I'm not sure whether I, I can say I was, I was successful or not, because um, I had a two IT startups, and one had a successful IPO, but, but the other one made a huge loss. <laughs> I lost every, almost everything, and then uh, so um, yeah, there were there were up, ups and downs, and then uh, when I met with this issue, specific issue, I felt like all the dots of my past career converged into the one direction. So the working at the government was really helpful to how to cope with the government, right, and then. McKinsey, um, it, it, it is really helpful to structure the issues and then uh, solve the solve the, any issues. So, 
and IT startups, uh, I learned how to make from zero to to some extent, right? So I think um, these past experiences are really help, uh, helping me uh, to uh, have a fast growth in natural scale. So Nobu, um, I don't know if we've, Chris, if we pointed to the fact that Nobu has raised $191 million since 2013 yeah. for space sustainability and the actions of on, on-orbit servicing to include end-of-life services, active debris removal, in-situ SSA, and also life extension in geostationary orbit. So uh, great news, Nobu. We all applaud you. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you. Uh, for your hard work. Mean. Well, yeah, but your expertise and your enthusiasm is is part of the success. And of course, raising that money is challenging in any industry, especially now. But you've been uniquely successful to bring on these diverse investors in Japan. What is your secret? <laughs> what is your <laughs> secret to raising question. money? You know, those that are listening, they want it. They want the special sauce. So, so let let us know what what helped you raise the capital for this important project. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a the <laughs> um, first of all, uh, one hundred ninety one million uh, is is. Something. I mean, it's it's substantial, but I I honestly I feel like I we finally reached the beginning of the new stage. So mm. the, so looking back, the SpaceX, their initial founding capital was two hundred million. So this day one, they had two hundred million, right? And then we finally reached almost two hundred million. So it took seven point half years, seven seven and a half years, right? So right, you know, um, it takes time, it takes time. But uh, um, but uh, we we have a great team right now, and then we have multiple projects going in 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 various countries. So I'm I'm very proud of uh, what we have done so far. Why do they care, the investors? What what attracts them to this this issue of space sustainability? You think? Um, the so investors are just simple. They are, um, they are so keen on return on investment. That's it. So uh, this this money uh, kind of proves the um, their belief that uh, on the subsidy market will grow uh, sharply in near future. So and then we Astroscale can be a first mover in that. So that 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 that's a basic uh, belief uh, of the investors. And then <clears throat> answering a question, uh, there's no magic, no secrets. Uh, the the you know I I I usually don't talk about uh, details of the fundraising, but uh, <laughs> thanks to this podcast, um, I think I I want to tell a bit more uh, details, uh, kind of a background. Actually, there there is. Um, golden rules uh, for fundraising. So rule number one, new investors feel secured and confident. Rule two, existing investors are happy to welcome new investors. So these are two golden rules. And then the fundraise to do the, so we have had a uh, five uh, series of the fundraising from series A to series E. And then uh, we have to carefully design the terms and conditions uh, for every fundraising. 
So based on these golden rules, um, the terms and the conditions of later stage should be looser for astral scale, I mean issuer, than previous stage, while later stage have more protection. So when you hear about terms and conditions, you come up with you know, share price. That's one of the terms and conditions, but uh, it's not just a price. There are more than 20 or more terms, like uh, dividend rights, liquidation preference, price protection, drag along, voting rights, consent rights, board of director, board of observer, information rights, exit plan, there are a lot. And then we should carefully design the each, each conditions. And uh, for, for example, for C, CZA, we had a quite tight uh, conditions against actual scale the issuer. But at CSB, we had a looser, slightly looser condition, and CSE is much looser. And then by looking at these um, kind of evolution of the terms, conditions, new investors feel like, oh, Astral scale has been proving something, and they are, they, they've been growing and maturing. That's why investors have uh, have had a, a kind of looser conditions. So, I mean, to be favorable to the Astral scale. And then, but we should definitely give the big, kind of a uh, biggest protection to the later stage people because they will, they will invest more money, the fresh money with the, in the price wise, they are inferior. Right? They, we, we, we charge higher price to them. So it's a kind of combination of the um, art. I mean, this is a design. It's like a design of the terms and conditions. So it's changed. And we've talked about this a lot, but it's changed with each funding round. Um, and back when, when you first raised the initial Series A, um, I think everybody was surprised, even at, at that. I mean, a bit over seven million U.S. at that time. Uh, has it gotten so? First, how did it feel to try to get that first round? And I think you had raised money with the IT companies as well. So I'm wondering how it was different, and and then how you did that first round, and and how is it how has it gotten uh, easier, harder, the same uh, each each subsequent one? Uh, I know very different, as you just explained. Um, how is it? How has it felt each time to do it, starting with that that first one? First one was tough. I mean, every fundraising was tough, but uh, first one we had only two people, no technology, very big passion. Uh, that's it. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, that sounds like the title of the book: two people, no technology, big passion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had a kind of joint research project with uh, seven or eight universities, which is a very small amount of money. And then, but uh, that's it. That's it. But uh, the it was tough. But um, I met with I think more than fifty uh, persons or companies, and and and, and but. Uh, the 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 reason why there's some people uh, invested in the in the end was totally different. They one one person felt like oh it's noble okay, I don't care what you're gonna do but I will just invest in you. Then one uh, other people sees, hmm space segment might come might come so I want to buy a ticket uh, to enter space industry by investing in your mm -hmm. company. Uh, others said. Uh, 
um, mm, sustainability matters a lot. So <laughs> I will invest in you. Um, so it, 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 the reason were quite various, it varies a lot. Uh, but I, but the collectively we could raise uh, seven point seven million um, in, in the first round. But the foreign uh, foreign rounds we 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 proved a little by little. So um, I mean we we could show something at least. So um, it, it was not easy to uh, re, uh, raise uh, two digit million dollars for each round. But uh, I, I I think uh, you know we we uh, thanks to the team we could we could show something. So uh, it was a tough, but uh, we we could we could raise money. You talked about what the investors want to see is just that ROI, um, but we know that the timeline for return in space industry is a bit longer. It's a bit tough. So uh, it's it's more than that, I guess. And a lot of the investors, like you said, uh, trying to get on the ground floor of space business and caring about the environment. So it's uh, it's an addition to the uh, to the to the return timeline as well. So do you see a little more patience? I mean, investors, they want to see the return, but is there a little more patience among investors in the space industry on on reaching that return? Um, so, so in general, uh, deep tech, tech technology companies needs a deep capital and long term, long period. So uh, that's true. And then the, the so investors should have good rationale why they have to be patient. And then in 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 in, in terms of astro scale. Uh, issue is clear. Space is not sustainable anymore. This is proven by various organizations. And then the we need the world needs solution, and we don't know when the uh, the there will be the market for the removal or life extension. So, uh, but but it's worth, it, and the investors believe it's not. 10 years, 20 years later. It might not be within two, three years, but uh, just between these two, just between kind of a couple of years to a decade. So, so from their viewpoint, as long as we are the first mover, they, they, ha they have a good reason to invest in us. You know, thinking of investments and space startups, I mean, there's so much excitement right now, Nobu. I mean, Investment is at an all-time high, um, but industry is still really relying on government as a customer. And it, we'd like to know what you think it's going to take for the industry to become more commercial-focused and that tipping point to a purely commercial-to-commercial commercial kind of ecosystem. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. You're right, and the so far space industry has been fully relying on the government, and um, that's right. But um, the looking at the in a kind of uh, a couple of decades later, uh, I think everybody sees there will be a commercial market, and, and more commercial players play more role, bigger roles in in the space industry. So. Um, it's 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 all about you know the question the question is all about uh, when yeah, when when is a turning point. Um, the do you know the word uh, 
Napster moment. Do you know Napster moment? The Napster. Naps, Napster, like the old uh, file sharing? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so the, in 19, I think it was 1998 uh, when Napster uh, got so popular. Uh, so until Napster comes, the internet was just a technology for geeks, nerds. But uh, after Napster... Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's an okay thing. <laughs> Sorry. But the Napster, we, the people found that we can download the music from Napster online. Then, you know, the internet became a much more popular for generic public. And then for those giants... Uh, who like uh, who were established before Napster are now giants right now. The Amazon, Google, um, uh, SoftBank, and then some others. And so, I mean, I really feel like uh, there'll be a Napster moment for space will come soon. So um, when I entered IT industry, I felt like I was too late. I was too late here. Uh, I really wanted to join the IT industry before Napster moment, but uh, um, space is, um, I think a Napster moment will come soon. It's, I don't know how to define that t- uh, uh, tipping point, but uh, um, I just kind of feeling. So I think, but we and we'll change that to the astro scale moment, right? In like 30 years <laughs> yes. from now, people are saying when the astro scale moment hit in space. Um, so in terms of that, then this, this space economy, uh, Morgan Stanley, of course, famously came out with their $1 trillion space economy by 2040. And just today, when we're recording this, not when you're listening to this, uh, listeners, but uh, Morgan Stanley said that SpaceX base case enterprise value, do you see you guys see this? 52 billion it was now they're estimating 101 billion dollars as the spacex and they're citing starship and starlink uh as the rationale for why they're basically doubling the uh, valuation for spacex so um basic question over what do you think this these kind of these 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 valuations a trillion dollar total economy 100 billion dollars just spacex alone realistic uh, hype? Uh, is it somewhere in the middle? Uh, what What do you think overall? Uh, first of all, I really respect SpaceX. They they have they have changed the mindset of the whole space industry, and and not only space industry, but also all the general public. You know, they uh, I mean, they are the hope uh, for the space industry. So, I'm I'm not sure the hundred. Billion, uh, 10 billion, sorry, no, no, 100, 100 billion dollar valuation. 100 billion variation is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it, 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 I don't know what is the right word, uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a right variation or not, but, um, they, without their company, uh, you know, space industry was not so uh, exciting. So, but I, there are lots of market reports uh, which forecast the future market size of the space industry. Uh, but my belief is um, the future is not what what is coming to us, uh, but a future. But the future is kind of what we are heading for. So we do not follow the future. We we should create the future. So um, for me, you know, the old servicing just 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 started and then it's us who will create the the, the, the market size so um, 
I'm, I'm sure I'm answering your question. No, I love it. I love that concept. Um, you know, create the future. Don't wait for it. Yeah, and speaking of creating the future, orbital sustainability is going to be needed for that future, isn't it? And on that note, if we could just kind of turn the conversation towards sustainability and your roles, besides the CEO of this company, uh, being appointed as the International Astronautical Federation's Vice President. Congratulations to you, Nobu. Thank you um, yeah, and having a startup CEO on this stand, long-standing group is unprecedented. What do you think you're going to be able to bring to the IAF from your position? You think? Yeah, it's a it's a great honor for me uh, to be to to named uh, to be named uh, IAF vice president. I think this is an acknowledgement of the change changing nature of the global space community. Um, industry it begins to play a bigger role. So um, I think um, that's why IAF uh, kind, of, kind of rebalanced the, the portfolio of the vice president and then bringing in uh, more uh, industry people. But, uh, but uh, new spaces, I think it's the first time for, for new space uh, to represent a vice president. So um, <laughs> I think uh, there are lots, lots, lots of work to do, uh, but it's, 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 it, is, it is the right time to do so. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's such a great sign that they're having not just a startup uh, and, some, and a company from Asia, but one that's focused on sustainability. And so, you know, as, we've, as, as you started it in the past seven and a half years now that you've been um, doing this, uh, what has been the... Uh, the perspective on orbital sustainability and and the commercial role in it, as well as the government role, the kind of the overall um, topic of of sustainability in orbit. How has you how have you seen that change? I know you've you often talk about when you started, people people would tell you, you know, the technology is not there, the policies aren't in place, like the business case isn't there. Uh, have you seen it shift, and so people are. Uh, not just aware of the risks, but willing to take action on it. Have you seen? Um, I think it's charity who told me uh, that that there'll be a kind of um, the, the the stage. I mean, I mean, evolution of the stages of the risk of the sustainability, the from uh, awareness to acceptance level to the mandated level, and and then I think um, uh, over the last several years, uh, the uh, the awareness about the kind of risk of sustainability have been reached to the uh, kind of uh, the, the kind of country leaders level like uh, now country leaders in, in each regions talk about uh, you know space accessibility and then i think awareness is there and then even looking at the generic public um the 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 other day one of the astronauts said when she uh, made a speech to the kids the first question from kids was about space debris so I think um, nice. that, yeah, that 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 the kind of uh, uh, kind of awareness level has changed, and now I think the space industry uh, has accepted. Uh, you know, we should tackle uh, tackle this issue as a whole space industry. So I think nowadays we see the pro proliferation of the 
meetings or conferences about space accessibility. The, the, the key words were space traffic management, SSA, space debris removal, uh, whatever. But I think overall acceptance level is there. And then now the uh, last year uh, at the United Nations, 21 long-term sustainability guidelines were um, accepted. And then um, the United Nations is recommending each nation to uh, develop a kind of a, a domestic uh, regulations to 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 uh, kind of a, to um, to let the space actors uh, have a, a responsible behavior. So I think that we are moving from acceptance level to the kind of mandating process. So. I think over the uh, so we uh, so in short, I, I saw the evolution uh, of the the stage over the last seven and a half years, and I think over the next two three years, I think we see the different landscape, and then maybe in five years we will see the total different landscapes. And the due to I think uh, from viewpoint from both from uh, regulatory point and a technology evolution point. Yeah, and, and best practices. I mean, we're seeing industry coalesce together saying, hey, you know what? We better do something before they regulate it for us. So, yeah, um, right. yeah you know, standards, groups like CONFERS and Space Sustainability Coalition. So, yeah, you're right. We're, we're seeing a kind of a sea change here um, in space sustainability industry, but also governments, um, mm. uh, you know, producing programs. Uh, ESA's Adrios and Address J uh, in JAXA. So it's all good news there. Um, Nobu, you know, with a growing company that Astroscale is, you know, every week we have a different um, count of employees, don't we, around the world? And we're just wondering, what do you feel are the biggest challenges you're seeing with Astroscale as a growing company? Uh, the... <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you, Charlie. The biggest challenge is um, for Astroscale. Uh, I, I think um, you know we should have. We should. I mean, so far we now we have a hundred. We have hundred forty people in five countries, and then uh, the biggest challenge is to how we can continue growing with great team, and and because I, I see. There will be more and more demand from the market, and we have to pr uh, deliver the solution at the right timing, at the right at the right quality, and then we should have a strong team. So that that's um, that's the biggest challenge. I think uh, there are so many things to do. But challenge for myself, it's not challenge, but uh, I, what I keep I, I keep this in my mind is every morning I should be crystal clear about our vision and mission. And then, so I talk to myself in, in front of the mirror and what are my mission, what are my vision? And then it, it, it always, every morning, it, it's the same answer, just same answer, but uh, it's always important. Don't, don't go out of the focus, just focus, focus, focus. So that, that, yeah. Yeah, that's so important. We were just talking about this last night on uh, 
at the with our really? um, comms team <laughs> about so, yeah exactly same thing not about the mirror <laughs> thing we weren't we weren't picturing you in your bathroom every morning saying that to the mirror but we should probably that's probably a good idea um but but staying focused on that staying focused on what the vision and mission are and that and the company i mean even in the several years since i joined i mean has shifted so much and and grown so much in in the seven and a half years that you've been doing it uh you know going from just just singapore J japan uk us israel and different uh different services all the way up to now uh servicing and geo um it's uh growing this and I, I feel the same way you know scaling up is is tough and keeping everybody connected and keeping everybody focused on this mission uh is real it's, a, it's such an exciting challenge um overall so this is uh it's and and we know that as this has grown nobu your your life your work schedule i think it was always crazy but it's just getting more and more busy um you know uh, is it is it tough balancing this is a bit off of the topic of uh of the company, but is it tough balancing the work and, and home life? Are you, is that a, is that a difficult thing? You have a family at home, you've got a family at work. <laughs> you, you typically travel uh, around the world. Uh, Not yeah. right now, but. Yeah, uh, you know, pre, pre, uh, before times. Um, and hopefully again, <laughs> but how, how is it, is it tough balancing that? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I am founder and CEO of Watcher Scale, but I, my boss is my wife. So <laughs> without family <laughs> consent, uh, I cannot do such a such a big mission. So, um, to be honest, uh, before so 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 looking back uh, to the twenty thirteen, after coming back from the European conference on of space debris from Germany, I moved back to uh, flew back to home, and then before setting up a company, actually I, I asked my wife, uh, why don't we go for uh, why don't we drink coffee together? And then I ha I want to discuss something with you. And then she was very skeptical. And then, and then uh, I told her, um, is it okay? I, I, I want to do something new. And then it's a space industry. Can I do that? And my wife said, I knew it. I knew it. And then, you nowadays, you, you collect the, the parts of the telescope and you create a telescope by yourself, by yourself. You make uh, satellite models at, at home and you just flew to Germany for space conference. I knew it. <laughs> and then uh, she said, okay, uh, because I cannot stop it. So, so <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I always talk with my wife what I'm doing and then I, it's, it's really tough. It's not easy to uh, have a balance, uh, but, uh, uh, being transparent and being uh, informing what's going on in Astro Scale, um, she's also enjoying you know our daily uh, achievement. I think. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's, it's so important to have. Sorry, to have that supportive um, family as well, and to, to take the time. My my wife's uh, favorite jacket to wear now is the Astro Scale right. hoodie. So it's, she's on board now too. It is a family affair, I believe. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, Nobu, what is your favorite movie, space movie? Is there something that comes uh, pops up in your mind? This is a leading question. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> what I don't like is Star Wars because they they generate the space debris a lot. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> but what I like is Armageddon. Armageddon. So, uh, oh, the, Armageddon. Armageddon. Sorry, the Armageddon. That's and then, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I want to be a Harry, Bruce Willis. Harry, do you know Harry? Yeah, kind of. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, guy, the mining yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, that was that, that yeah. was the question. Who, who, what, what character right, would you be in your favorite space movie? And so yeah. you would be. Was it Harvey? Did you say Harvey? Bruce Willis. No, he no. would be Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis is a Harry. 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 Okay. Harry. I think his name's Harry. <laughs> and then okay. you know, in, in the end, yeah. uh, she said he had to say goodbye to the his do- daughter yeah, he Grace. And then. And then uh, yeah. I, I I wish I had a I, I had a daughter, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't tell that to your sons. <laughs> I, I can hear the music already. <laughs> yeah. Drilling on this asteroid. Oh my gosh! So Nobu, why this character? Uh, what about this character? Com- you know, compels you and makes you interested in being this character. I think every boy has a dream to uh, protect Earth, protect human beings while destroying the big enemy, uh, which is asteroid this time. And and then and then and it, so and then and if we can do this in space, that that this is the biggest story. And then so I think that's very simple. Every boy has this kind of dream. Oh, and you're protecting in a different way, protecting from debris, debris. right? So it's the same <laughs> right. kind of thing. You're basically doing that. You are Harry minus the dying on an asteroid part. And potentially <laughs> surfacing. Surfacing. In the end, and we surfacing. should have a manned spacecraft removed, but to remove debris. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. Well, but you should not say manned. It's uh, how to say crude, 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 space, uh, crude spacecraft. Crude spacecraft. Well, I guess that, and that leads to the very last question. Um, what do you think? Give us uh, a couple of predictions, Nobu. Uh, say 15 years from now. So I don't want to go like way deep into 50 years, but 15 years from now, what are a couple of predictions you see for the space industry? Uh, the I think the value uh, value chain of space industry has grown to um, uh, sustainable manner. So so far. Uh, space industry has been just a throwaway culture, like uh, uh, do R&D, develop, test, launch, operate, that's it. But I think uh, by adding maintenance and, and disposal, uh, finally space industry become uh, the same level with uh, car industry and ship industry and aviation industry. So uh, space industry finally becomes kind of normal industry in the end. So that will happen in the next 15 years. Yeah, I think that's a great prediction. I mean, just with all of the uh, issues of uh, debris removal and um, and repair of satellites and uh, and uh, recycling in, in orbit, I think it's great. So, um, well, Nobu, thanks so much for taking the time to join us uh, through all of your crazy schedule. And this was this was a really fun conversation and instructive on a variety of levels, from fundraising to starting a company to family to Harry on an asteroid. Uh, so very cool conversation. Thanks so much for being here with us. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Charity. Thank you. Thank you, Charity. Great. Bye. Bye.